welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football. Um, big day today, it's the start of the new season. Start of the new season, ACL draw was made yeah. eventually, although technically not fully made due to Japan being 20 years behind everyone else and not actually <laughs> finishing their season until the 1st of January next year. When the season starts. So yeah, so yeah well, I guess we'll talk about the uh, ACL once we get there. Um, but yeah, interesting song, Paul. It was Green Day, I think. Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Which has a double double meaning, I guess, does it? Well, yeah, I see you're also sporting a green sweater as well. Well, I think one of our one of our many, many listeners um, complained that there wasn't enough uh, content about Chumbuk mm-hmm. in the podcast. Yep. Specifically, no preview of their Club World Cup game, which was held on Sunday. It was indeed. What um, would you have predicted if, you, if you'd have bothered? Uh, probably 2-1 to the team they were playing. <laughs> As would I. Um, did you think said listener is probably now regretting tweeting saying where was the preview because then it actually made us actually look at the game and now comment on it they've got another game tomorrow so I think we can spend about half an hour previewing that the game tomorrow is for 5th place playoff yeah or as we call it the shittest team (laughs) what was the point in having a 5th place playoff because the seventh, there's only seven teams in it and the 7th team already gone home so this is the idea to see which continent really is the worst yeah Okay, I think we can probably tell what that one is already. But uh, so obviously the entry music was Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Um, I do know that when they... I mean, Matt probably is upset, but probably not quite as upset as he would have been had his girlfriend uh, given him his, uh, his uh, <clears throat> balls out of her purse and, and let him go to Japan. He watched his team lose 2-1. This probably wasn't the John Book content he was looking for, but anyway. Um, did you watch the game? I did not. Okay, I didn't really watch it either. I was on my way to meet the Phantom. Uh, but what I do know is it was 1 0 at half time. Easy uh, song, right? Easy song, yeah. Um, Trying to put himself in the shop window for a move to uh, Espanol or Espanol, something. Espanol, apparently it's Deportivo La Coruna, I, I hear. Um, and so 1 0 half time. John Book, pretty comfortable. I think it was against. I don't think it was against that they want to play, but I think it was a, like a great game. Ronaldo qu- quaking in his boots. Pretty much, because that's who the winner was going to play, was the Real Madrid. And then, next thing I know, the second half starts, um, Romero, I believe his name is, although he was getting called all sorts of things on Twitter, I think his actual name is Romero, pulled it back in the 47th minute, I think, it was pretty quick. Um, okay. was as soon as that, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it was pretty 47, 49, it was, it, was in the, it was in the 40s anyway. Somewhere between 45 and 90. Uh, and then, pretty amazingly, uh, the rookie stepped up, got his his first goal in a club world uh, cup match. Unfortunately, it was in the other, it was in his own net. Uh, oh, really? As he deflected the ball off of his gargantuan ass <laughs> and passed the goalkeeper. Now you're wishing you actually did watch it, right? <laughs> I'd have to look up the uh, replay. Yeah, I believe it actually cannoned off of his head, his leg or his or his bum or something. So like why that. the hell are they like loading him on the ACL website then? Or on the AFC website, like saying he's the key, the key man for John Book's push for well club World Cup glory. I think he's, he's the key man for John Book's push because Lopez is injured, Edu's daddy's hair blonde, and Leonardo's off to China. <laughs> so there really hasn't anyone else to push them. Leonardo's thrown a strop because he wasn't played. And yep. He was benched. I don't, I don't know if he was brought on or not. I'm unsure of that one. Uh, but to be benched in the Club World Cup uh, match against Club America, uh, probably, I can understand why he'd be pissed off, to be honest. Brazilian, 
you know what I mean, playing against you know like the South American uh, champions and then North American. North American champions, I apologise. North American champions and he be benched was kind of um yeah, I would imagine was pretty pretty embarrassing for him. Uh, the the rumours are now that he's he's said he's willing to talk to Chinese clubs uh, about a move because he was rather upset about getting dropped. Interesting was that Edu started, um, which I think was really interesting. That's, that's probably what annoyed him most. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. Did, did um, the Wookiee start as well? Uh, I'm unsure. Like, you could imagine if he was sitting on the bench behind the Wookiee and the Edu, he'd be really, really annoyed. But they got, they got one point both Edu and the Wookiee were on the pitch at the same time because the photograph had Edu with his blonde hair and the Wookiee with his blue hair. Uh, and it just kind of looked like a bit of a farce to be honest. I looked like, have you ever seen that movie Doomsday uh, that, that was filmed in Glasgow about like Glasgow after a virus? No. Okay. Well, if you've seen it, that's what the two of them look like. But they're like two extras from uh, Doomsday. So yeah, finished 2-1, dream over. The Boulevard of Broken Dreams for uh, John Book fans, for those who managed to make the trip. And uh, yeah, I guess that was a rather short and sweet tournament for them. Yeah. But probably, to be perfectly honest, probably not unexpected. They've still got a game tomorrow. They do, as we said, they have the fifth place so. playoff. So they could end up as high as fifth, Play, right? Playing against the uh, African champions who are from South Africa. Okay. Who lost to the South American champions. Okay. Um, and who are the South American champions then? The South American champions. Yes. Nacional from Colombia. Nacional from Colombia. So the European champions are obviously Real Madrid. From Spain. From Spain. So is there another team in the middle of that then? The missing team? Yeah. Um, is there a missing team in there? Yeah, Auckland played. Auckland lost to Kashima, okay. Japanese champions. So it's the six, it's, what is it, five continental champions? Yep. Uh, well, duh, duh. No, six continental champions plus a team from the host country. Okay. Which always seems to be Japan, right? Uh, but next year will be the Middle East, uh, be UAE. I don't know why Korea doesn't bid for this kind of tournament, to be honest. I don't know why either. Because I was looking up on it and it said that the host was... A couple of years ago they they awarded the host for uh, 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 in a two-year block. So for 15 and 16, Japan and India wanted to host it and then India dropped out. Mm -hmm. So again, it went to Japan. (coughs) And then 17, 18 is uh, UAE. Yeah, that's quite surprising that Korea wouldn't bid for it and try and and host it. They think... But they would like to have, you know, like teams at like Real Madrid and, and so on, like in their in their in their back door, do you know what I mean? It's maybe it's just too Baltic at this time of year. Oh yeah, well there is that I guess, right? Although I don't think Japan is exactly a hotbed of of like uh, so sorry, a, a hot tub. Uh, I think there's lots of hot tubs in Japan. According to the the numerous films I've seen. <laughs> and um yeah, so that so hopefully that was enough uh, on on the Club World Cup. We'll fill you in next week, I guess, as to whether or not they're the fifth best team in the world. <laughs> Which I guess is what they're supposed to say, right? What, what are you predicting, fifth or sixth? Uh, they're putting the African champions. Yep. Who lost to who? The Colombian champions. Yeah, they're going to the beat South them. American champions. I think, I think they'll beat the African champions. Uh, my money is on a Leonardo hat trick. From the bench. From the bench. And as he scores his third goal, he's going to pull up his top to show uh, a Chinese red flag with with the stars and stuff on it. 
I wish that would happen. <laughs> well, actually, wishes, unfortunately, in football, Paul, yeah. don't often come through. Indeed. And mine has been dashed, it would seem. Okay. Uh, as new manager and new uh, and my new nemesis has revealed that he will do everything in his power to keep Huang Yi Zhou at Songnam. Okay. Uh, of which I'm obviously jumping over the moon. Obviously, uh, funnily today, Japanese media was reporting that he was on the verge of signing for Gamba, at the exact same time as Korean media was reporting that he was staying at Songnam. So someone's pulling, there's pulling some legs there, but it does look as if um, Gamba want him, but it looks as if Songnam are kind of refusing to uh, let him go because he's still under contract. Well, there's a, a lot of Korean players who come back to Korea from Japan. Yep. So there's obviously some space there for Asian imports to go. Yeah, and maybe maybe all those players coming back are coming back because they see maybe they shouldn't have left in the first place. That maybe passers aren't that greener in Japan. Maybe the money is greener, but the passers maybe aren't, yeah? I actually look into it because there's been a whole bunch of things reported this, this week, right? Kangwon are putting together a quite formidable side, it seems. Uh, yeah, where are they getting, A, where are they getting the money from, and B, how are they convincing these guys to come and join a team that has literally just come back up, yeah? But I guess they're doing it, I guess that we kind of looked at how Suwon FC did it by bringing in you know, like Adrian Lair uh, and CU Jimmy and stuff like that. Um, but it seems that Gangwon are doing it by bringing back, you know, that couple of uh, reasonably decent Korean players whilst bringing uh, Egan Ho over from uh, Jeju as well, yeah? Yeah. Well, you say that Egan Ho last year played, got five goals in 29 games. Yeah. So it's not terrible. It's not, it's not terrible, but it's not great either, right? But they're bringing back Lee Bom Young, who's spent a year in the J-League, played 25 times and got relegated. Yep. They're bringing Obom Sok, <coughs> the ex Suwon player, yeah, going to, well, we have to stop there and say, for, for anyone who's not clear of who Ibom Young is, Paul, Paul, you, you spotted his talent and his potential way before anyone else did, right? Indeed. You had him in your team of the year last year. And I'm quite confident that he'll be in my team of the year next year as well. <laughs> I'm fairly certain he will, yeah. Or maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll, go with, maybe we'll both go with Egan Ho, yeah? Uh, I doubt it, but maybe. Uh, so, as I was saying, when you interrupted me, very rudely interrupted me, Albumsock, the ex Suwon Blue Wings uh, defender, spent a year in Hangzhou, uh, got div- got relegated, played 20 times. They've also brought back uh, a guy from Tokushima in J2. Okay. Who spent. He. <laughs> Played 19 times off the bench for a total of 204, ga- 204 minutes. That doesn't sound impressive. And then a guy from Buriram mm-hmm. who played 15 times, got three goals from midfield. That's not bad, actually. Then went on, load, went on loan to the Thai 2 League and played eight times. And before that he was in, in Australia at Central Coast. So he's been a bit been around a bit. But they, so they're bringing back a few of these players. I mean, they... You think they'll be hungry coming back, or you think they'll come back thinking that they've flopped? I don't think they have flopped, to be honest, because that, that was my first question of these these guys who made a big fanfare about buggering off to Japan or China last year, suddenly coming back, are they coming back with their tail between their legs? But most of them seem to have played regularly. Um, 
is noticeable that of the well the, of the five at, at Kangwon, two of them were rele- relegated. Yeah. The one that Chejur brought back from Shidrajang, he was relegated as well. But he's been overseas for years and years. He, he last played for Chejur in 2010, then he spent five years in Qatar and two years in China, playing relatively regularly. Okay. Hey, what's really interesting about this is if... Remember when we had Dan Harris on last year? Yeah. Dan was saying that <clears throat> anyone who comes back after playing in the K-League can only be paid a certain level, you know, like a certain salary. Yep. And that you reckon that was kind of affecting players coming back. Yeah. Do you think with the amount that are coming back, because there's also two boys that, that Sue on Bloomings have brought back, right? Yeah, they've got Kim Minwoo, who's come back from Sagantosu, where he's been for the last seven years. He put in more than 200 appearances and scored more than 30 goals, so pretty decent return. Yeah. And the other guys, like, he played 14 times. Okay, and then you've got so linked with uh, Kim Kim Chinchuk, the goalie. Kim Chinchun, the goalie at Osaka. The goalie, uh, uh, yeah. Sorezo, right? Yeah, yeah. They've just been promoted. They've just been pr- promoted, right? So, do you think that that stipulation on on their salary cap has been abolished then, and that's why they're all coming back, or that's why teams are, are even thinking about bringing them back, or do you think it still is a case that they can't be paid? above a certain amount of money because you'd have to imagine that they were getting paid higher than what Dan was talking about in the J League right yeah now unless maybe the two guys the three guys you said who were who were relegated maybe they had you know like in their contracts if they were relegated that their salary would drop to you know X amount of money because I know that that, that happens you know that we have that in your contract yeah you know but you might look at some of the other players and say if they, maybe Maybe they're, they're potentially not coming back for the the meagre amount that, that Dan was talking about. So maybe maybe the Kaelic has decided to wisen up and and uh, abolish that stupid rule. Maybe Dan can uh, chip in and answer that. Maybe he could. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We don't have access to the, the KFA anymore to. to yeah, we would check it ourselves. Yeah, but unfortunately, like once you go blocked, you never go back. I think I think it's interesting that obviously Kang won this year. They spent several games playing with their sponsor <coughs> because they their sponsor hadn't been paying them right, and they were yeah. in the financial. A couple of years ago, they were almost, almost went to the wall. So can't imagine they're paying massive, massive, massive salaries for these guys. But then I can't imagine that Egon was particularly cheap either. No, that's the thing. I mean, he he left, went to the Middle East, came back to John Book on loan. John Book. There you go, Matt. John Book. John Book. Yep. John Book, again. Played him a couple of times, didn't he? Yep, and, and John Joo. scored a goal, didn't he? Yep, he did, yep. Was beloved by the Chonju fans. Yep, the John Book fans. The John Book fans. Uh, but then John Book let him go, because John Book didn't fancy uh, paying John Book wages to a player that he didn't think was good enough to wear a John Book shirt. Uh, yep, so he, he took off the green John Book shirt and swapped it for a, a non-green, non-John Book shirt. Yep, and then I think, did he score against John Book this season when he was playing not for John Book? He scored five goals this season. Um, I don't think he scored against John Book, though, right? Uh, I don't know. Should we check? We could check, yeah, but I think we can safely say he probably didn't score against John Book. Probably scored against Seoul. Uh, I think he scored against Seoul in that 5-4 game, yeah. I do believe he might have scored against Seoul, yeah. But that wasn't that goal probably wasn't enough to, to help John Book win the title. And it's interesting to see that John Book weren't back in for him when he was uh, available to leave. Yeah, where the, the non-Chumbuk team that he was at last season. 
I've got to imagine that John Book are probably just happy with the John Book players that they have. Like John Book players like Kim Chen John Book players like Yi Dong Gook, John Book players like Kwon Sung Tae. The other thing that's interesting for me so far is we're talking a bit about transfers at the moment. We've seen a couple of uh, potential outs at John Book, but we haven't seen any any talk of who's potentially coming into John Book. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen the rumours are that E.J. Sung is leaving John Book, uh, potentially uh, Leonardo's leaving John Book. So it'll be interesting to see if John Book has to bring anyone in. And that's probably enough, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably enough. Don't we turn off the rest of the listeners? <laughs> what, my mum? Yeah, your mum. Um, so yeah, but it's an, an interesting point that this time last year, John Book were being linked with like everyone, everyone in their in their dog. Do you know what I mean? And they did sign quite a few players. Yeah. Of those, right? Yeah. Whereas this time they've not really been linked with anyone, um, but they probably are still the the only team with the financial capability to to go out and buy <coughs> like a top class player. Do you know what I mean? And if you look at their uh, ACL group, you think they'll need to, right? You you probably imagine that they will. I mean, like I guess that's a pretty smooth link into the ACL group. So will we start with with group which one you want to start with group E? Uh group E I guess. Okay. So you want to talk us through how they actually do this then Paul? Because that you you've spent more time on it today. But so there was two possibilities that you could the drawer is hugely fixed, right? <laughs> yeah of course it's hugely fixed. <laughs> but so you can have either obvious possibility A or obvious possibility B. Either way, they're both really kind of rigid, right? Yeah. So basically what they do is they make one draw, which is to, to determine whether the top Japanese team goes into Group E or the top, top Korean team goes into Group E. Okay. And then after that, everything just falls into place. Falls into like place, yeah. Okay. So which team won that draw, basically? Uh, last year, Chumbuk were picked into Group E. Okay. Uh, this year... Kashima Antlers were picked into Group E. Okay, so, so they that means the they're the top, the top ranked team, basically. Uh, yeah. In, in the tournament, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the eastern, in the eastern, in the eastern side of yeah. But again, when we talk about in the tournament and the ACL, we as a gimmick that we are probably talking about uh, the the eastern side, yeah. <coughs> so Kashima are number one team in that pot. Um, yep. So then that means, usually, does that then mean that that the next team in that pot would be the Thai champions then, right? Um, well, it depends. I think, did they get a Thai team last year? Uh, no, actually they didn't. That, that year they got the Vietnamese champions, right? Yeah. Uh, Bing Dong. So, which would have been the same for Seoul. If Seoul had been grew, drawn in, into Group E, they would have got the Hong Kong champions. Okay. So apparently Hong Kong League is, is ranked higher than the Vietnam League this year, so okay. Hong Kong getting an automatic place and Vietnam have been relegated to playoffs. Okay. Should also be noted that um, the team that, so the Thai champions went in to uh, Group E, who are Muang Thong United, yep. who are about as much the Thai champions as I am Thai. And, uh, to be honest, <laughs> given there was a, a nine point swing in the Thai league, right, because they, they finished it with three games to play. Yeah. <laughs> Do they need a little... I think I'm going to take solidarity with them and say, as as a Seoul fan, they are the, the valid champions. <laughs> <laughs> you like that name? That, that, that should have, a rental song should have been 99 Red Balloons, right? Should have been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have Kashima and we have Muang Thong. 
And then we have the first playoff winners, which involves Chinese team, Australian team, Philippines, Philippines and Singapore. Singapore, yeah. But to cut that down, it's basically either Brisbane Roar from Australia, from Australia, or Shanghai Shenhua, Shanghai Shenhua, which was the fourth team in China. Yeah. So you're looking at either Brisbane Roar or Shanghai Shenhua. Interestingly enough, I think it's the first appearance for the Philippines. I think it is, yeah. And the Singapore team is not the champions because the champions of Singapore was a team, like a farm team for J- Japan. So they put the second team in. Okay. Wow. How can you be a researcher today? Yeah. And that's not even written on the post-it. The sleeve brand the post-it. Although we should say there is a post-it on the table, right? There is. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not really a post-it. That's kind of like a big note poster, right? Okay. So then the fourth player for was the fact, well, obviously must involve a Korean team, man. Yeah. Which we see Jeju United. Uh, and either <clears throat> Hanoi FC now the name will be changed before the tie okay. as they're changing from Hanoi TNT to Hanon, Hanoi FC uh, and I guess a team from Hong Kong yeah Kitchi Kitchi which was the Hong Kong runners up yeah so you've got to probably say with previous form that's going to be uh, Jeju right uh, you'd assume that Hanoi will do their usual business in the playoffs and then come up to Korea to get tonked yeah um, so, seeing that that would be Jeju, the, and the options being either Shanghai, Shenhua, and Brisbane Roar, do you want to go out there and see who you, who you think it will be? Uh, Shanghai, Shenhua. Okay. So you don't think Brisbane will come over and beat the Chinese? Uh, it'll be going from... Brisbane's a tropical area, right? Yeah. So very hot, and it's the middle of summer there. Switching to Shanghai, which is quite cold in, yep. in January. Yep. So, no, I think, yeah, I don't think Brisbane will do that. Yeah. Brisbane was a team that wears orange, right? Yes, yeah, the team we went to see. The, the team that we saw against Suwon, right? And the, and, the, and the chicken ranch, right? Yeah. Okay. So, that, well, that's the likely looking of that would be Kashima, Muangthong, Shanghai Shenhua, Jeju United. Jeju must be delighted with that. It's the, I mean, is this their first time in the ACL? No. No, they, they've been in it previously, right? Um, but that's a pretty sweet group for a team that started 2016 just hoping to make the top six. And uh, now find themselves definitely within, you would have to say, a pretty decent chance of getting uh, of getting um, out, out of that group. Yeah. I really hope it's not Brisbane Roar that's in the group. Otherwise, that's going to be like a real clash of kits, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we have an away, that we have an orange team who wears their their away kit, and it's the same as the away kit of the other team. That's just going to be. Plus, you know my feeling on orange people. Anyway, uh, so that's Group E done and dusted. Now we can begin to get completely confused and have no idea what we're doing as we move into groups involving Japanese clubs that haven't finished their season yet. Yeah. Okay, so Group F sees top seeds, FC Seoul. Yeah, Korean League winners. Korean League winners. By nine points. By nine points, yep. Okay, something like that. Uh, Korean League winners, deserved, whatever. Um, so then comes the first thing we don't want, the, is the, the first kind of uh, convoluted like, process. They play the Japanese second club, which is technically the Japanese cup winners. Yep. Unless... Kashima do the double, in which case it will be second in the J League. The I, the team who lost in the playoff final, which is Urawa Reds. Right. Okay. 
So the Japanese Cup's currently at the quarter-final stage. Uh -huh. They're playing quarter-finals on Christmas weekend, and then semi-finals midweek, and then the finals on the 1st of January. Okay. And the teams that are there, some of the names that we'll throw out are obviously Kashima, Kashiwa Reso, who I believe so played. Kawasaki. 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 Um, One of FC, the Tokyo teams. FC Tokyo. Uh, Yokohama. Yokohama, and I think Gamba Osaka. Gamba right? Osaka, and a couple of other teams. Yep. Who are so, familiar. Gamba Osaka, I think, are also currently setting fourth Japanese team, right? As well, yeah. I think, I think, I think so, yeah. Because of the Japan, Japanese season not finishing, it's a complete dog's dinner. Yeah, it's all over the place, right? But you're looking at it and saying, FC Seoul will play the Japanese Cup winners unless it's Kashiwa. Kashima. So, so, looking at the other teams in the group, you've got to hope that FC Seoul are sitting there hoping for a massive cup upset. It must be. It must be open for some team that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> like, there must be, because like, the next team up that they get is definitely... Uh, the old nemesis of Western Sydney Wanderers. Yep. Um, who last year finished second, and who this year are currently sitting, not having the best of seasons, uh, after 10 games are sitting sixth. Sixth in the league, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so not, not having a particularly good season. Uh, and that seems to be the way of things with Western Sydney Wanderers, where like, well, sorry, sorry with Australian teams in general, whereas one team is good one season and then honky the next, then good the next, then bad the next, then good the next, then bad the next, and so on, yeah. Okay. So then the final playoff, Paul, will involve the other Shanghai team, right? Yeah. Shanghai SIPG. Who up to now we've always referred to as Sven Shanghai. Sven Shanghai. But he's left and gone to another team now. He's gone to, where did he go, Tianjin? I did see in the news which team it was, I can't remember though. Okay, I'm unsure of that, I don't really know. Um, but I guess he still has his legacy of some of the, those like, ridiculously expensive players, right? Uh, yeah. And you've got you would imagine that Chinese football is not going to drastically change its its direction of last season, right? So you would imagine that this year is just going to see more ridiculous transfers, higher paid players, higher profile players coming yeah. in. Yeah. Um, what they're going to do with the ones that they currently have, no idea, but you would imagine that you're going to see even bigger names coming in this time, right? Because it didn't work last time. But they're not going to change that direction, because if they do, they're going to lose their international TV subscriptions, right? So you would imagine that, that whoever, whatever Chinese team comes in is going to be a tough team anyway, right? Well, there's, there's a, a tiny bit of hope that either the, the Thai runners-up, I think it's the Thai Cup winners or the Myanmar champions will win the playoff. Yeah, so um, it's got to happen eventually, right? It's going to happen, but but not this year. So what you could be looking at is a group F of FC Seoul, Uraba Reds, Western Sydney Wanderers, and Shanghai SIPG. And that's a group of near death. Yeah, group of near death. Not quite the group of death, but definitely a group of near death, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Group G. Uh, that one holds the Chinese top seats, which are. Guangzhou Evergrande for the fifth year running or whatever it is the fourth or fifth right do uh, you think this year that they'll have a point to prove after crashing out spectacularly last year yeah 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 definitely right I think this year you may see a completely different Guangzhou green, a Guangzhou team um, they're paired with uh, Korean FA Cup winners Suwon Samsung Blue Wings 
let's move on. Um, uh, Su-1 at this point, got to be pretty happy with that draw. They play the Japanese third club, which we're really not going to try and figure out who that is, right? Other than to say that if Kashima, Kashima don't win the Emperor's Cup, then that will be Yuraba. So that group could be Guangzhou Evergrande, Suwon Blue Wings, Yurawa Reds, and then Hong Kong Champions Eastern. Yep. That's a sweet, pretty, well, assuming it's not a Urawa, that's a sweet draw for them, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're looking at being, for example, Kabazaki or Gambosaka, who I think are the two teams that could finish. It's uh, Urawa or Kawasaki. Urawa or Kawasaki, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, if you're looking at being Kawasaki, um, that's probably a far easier draw than Urawa, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, Suwon fans, probably happy, pretty certain they must be ecstatic. End of the day, three weeks ago their season was a disaster. Now they find themselves in a not winnable group, because I think Evergrande will win the group, but definitely a, a qualifiable group. you got to assume they'll whip the, the Hong Kong team, and then it just becomes about... Getting on, getting ahead on the head to head with the Japanese team. Yeah, yeah. Which, which given their their record of, which team was they conceded six to at the uh, at the Chicken Ranch? Um, was that? I might want to say Kawasaki Frontale or <laughs> I want to say that as well. Yeah. Or Kashi, Kashiwa Racehorse. I might have been Racehorse. It was one of those two teams, right? Yeah. But that year they had put Yuraba Reds out uh, as well. Yeah. So. Uh, from their group, right? But then they got absolutely destroyed um, in the in the next round, yeah. Okay, and then that brings up to if FC Souls group was the near death group, uh, the last group, Group H, has got to be <laughs> literally the group of death, right? We have Australian champions Adelaide United, uh, Jiangsu FC. Is it called Jiangsu FC? Have they changed uh, the name again? I guess so. Drop the Suning. Okay, so drop the Suning. Uh, they're second, third placed, or third team on the list, John Book Hyundai, and then the playoff winners, uh, which will involve the Japanese fourth team, which I think, as I said, is Kawasaki Frontal or TBD. And I think TBD means Gamba Osaka. Okay. That seems to be what I read. What I've been reading on Twitter seems to say that Gamba Osaka are looking as if they could be the fourth team. It says J League third or fourth place, so that would be. Christ, is it the overall J-League table? Yeah. Kashima or... Uh, eh? uh, Kawasaki or Gamba, yeah. yeah. So Kawasaki or Gamba, yeah. Um, looking at that, yeah, that's a tough group. That's a pretty horrendous group. Trips to, even though currently Adelaide are propping up the uh, A-League yeah. with only one game, eh, sorry, one win in ten, you're still looking at it saying that trips to Adelaide, like... Trips to Australia are never, are never easy. Jiangsu... Uh, and it's not even Sydney where you get a direct flight, right? No, no, that's not. Adelaide's got to change somewhere. Jiangsu yeah. uh, had the upper hand over John Book in the last year, right? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, then throw in a reasonably decent... A Gambo, I mean, if it was Gambo Osaka, that's a team who made the semi-final two years ago, who were atrocious last year. Uh, who might have a point to prove as well, yeah? Yeah. So quite like Grand Evergrande, they might want to have a point to prove. Because they actually lost to Evergrande in the, in the semi-final, right? Yeah. 
So yeah, the two teams who were in the semi-final in 2015 crashing out in the group stage, so they're both going to want to prove a point in this year's tournament, if, if it is Gamba that make it. So, predictions through the group, Paul? You want to do these now? You, what do you think? Group E, who will get through? Um, group B, uh, I'm going to say Kashima and Cheju. Yep, me too. Could agree with that. Group F? I'm going to say Sydney and Shanghai. I'm going to say Sydney and Uraba. Okay. If it's Uraba. I'm going to say if it's not Uraba, I'm going to say Sydney and Seoul. Okay. Okay, but I'm going to say Sydney definitely. I think. Uh, group G, Guangzhou and if it's if it's Arawa, Arawa. Otherwise, yeah. if it's Kawasaki, I'm going to say Guangzhou and Suwon. Yep, I'm going to say the exact same thing. If it's Urawa, they'll get through. If it's Kawasaki, it'll be Guangzhou and the Blue Wings. And then Group H, um, it's going to be Jiangsu. Yep. And Chumbuk. Or, no, Jiangsu and Gamba, maybe. If it's Gamba. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm going to say it's going to be Jiangsu and either Chumbuk or the Japanese team or Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to call, isn't it? Too close <laughs> to call. It's too close. Uh, it depends on how this Adelaide team plays. Uh, if they're poor, like a lot of Australian teams are in the league, uh, in the AFC, then, you know, it could be easy. But yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to call, I think. I guess we'd... Okay, so that's the ACL done. We'll obviously bring you more more details on who, exactly who's getting who as the, um, as the Japanese Cup comes to an end. Just, uh, just to clear it off, on the overall Japanese like, league table, so the eight teams left in the, ta- in, in the Cup were Kawasaki Frontale finished second, Kashima, who finished third but won the playoff. <laughs> Gamba finished fourth. Amir Ardija finished fifth. Sanfrechi Hiroshima finished sixth. Yokohama finished ninth. FC Soku finished tenth. And Shonan Balmare finished seventeenth and got relegated. So I hope they win. Shonan Balmare, that would be good to see, right? I mean, you have to, you have to say that would be really good to see a, a, a J2 team representing the, the, the country. It's like when Wigan won the FA Cup a couple of years ago and got oh, relegated. Like when Songnam won the FA Cup two years ago, right? <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that's the ACL. Uh, I'm going to be hugely Korean supporting this year uh, and I'm going to support all <coughs> uh, four all three teams. teams. All three Korean teams, yeah. Because Suwon, they're not Korean, are they? Nah. Um, just on... Also today, the, the draw for the AFC Cup was made. It wasn't the yeah, it was, yep. And for the first time since 1991, North Korean teams involved. Yep, two of them, I believe, eh? Yeah, they got drawn in the same group for some reason. Well. Okay. For the, for the AFC Cup, they've done it, they've divided it into three regions. So you've got West Asia, South Asia, and East Asia. Mm-hmm. So East Asia, obviously, there's no teams from Japan or South Korea or China. So East Asia is basically a uh, North Korean team, a team from Guam. Uh, a team from Taiwan, and then there's a playoff team, which is another team from Taiwan, a Mongolian team, and then the other North Korean team. Okay. So. So two men. So that's uh, and so so they play uh, all three groups play at the same time, and then they, they how do they work out if there's three regions? How do they work out? 
how that gets to a final. I didn't pay that much attention, okay. to be honest. No, maybe we will this year. But the first step to getting the North Korean League normalised and getting them into the, the Champions League. Okay. I shall see that good away day to Pyongyang. <laughs> that would be a visa trip and a half. Do you think we could get a press pass for North Korea? Well, we can't get one for South Korea. We should see if the North Korean uh, FA's got a, a Twitter. I'll contact my Uncle Kim and see what he says. <laughs> see if we can get blocked by them or not. <laughs> it's probably a lot easier. Well, actually, it should be a lot easier, right? But apparently, but apparently the, the KFA had a little bit emotional. Our sensitive. Okay. So, anything else do you want to cover? Like, Yeah, there was, actually. Um, obviously, we didn't see it on Twitter because we're blocked by the, the KFA, but there was a... Uh, an article they put up today, it was a KFA or the K League, I can't remember, anyway, one of those two. KFA. Uh, put up a, a web, uh, an article today uh, discussing the second leg of the FA Cup and how it should be counted in the head to head. So, so a draw? So, obviously, the second leg. Mm -hmm. So, the first leg goes down as a Suwon Su win uh -huh. in, the, in the head to head. Uh -huh. The second leg, Seoul won the game in 90 minutes and then lost on penalties. So when it comes to the Su on Seoul head-to-head, -head, should that be counted as a Seoul win or a Su on win or a draw? Um, a Seoul win. Okay. Sure, they right? The game's over 90 minutes. I mean, I don't... I mean... Well, I guess it, you can't really put it down as a Su on win, right? Because it went over 90 minutes. Or should it be a Chumbuk win? Because this is a John Book podcast. Sure, it could be, it could be a John Book win. I'm, I'm, I'm actually fairly sure there were some John Book fans in both, like in the in the ends. That I'm, I can't think of anything. I don't think they're in the, uh, yeah. in the home. Uh, I don't really know. I, I, I guess you'd probably say. I mean, is it that important? I guess it's important to those fans, right? Um, but where would it go? So what's the debate? So, so the debate is: should it go in the? the should it go as a sole victory or a? Or a draw, or, or a Suwon victory. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it can't go as a draw, because the game wasn't a draw, right? Um, so, for example, I think if it finishes nothing each and nothing each, yeah. you'd be looking at it as being two draws, right? Yeah. So I think the only way you can do this is to say it was a home, it was one home win for Suwon, one away win for, for Seoul, right? One home win for Seoul. That's what I meant. <laughs> one home win for Suwon, one home win for Seoul, yeah? Okay, so that's your verdict. Yeah, my verdict is it has to go down as a win-win. But Suwon won. Over the two games? I, I can't even say the Suwon won. Seoul lost. Well... The semantics are important, because Seoul didn't turn up to either game. Yeah, but I think you'd probably say that over the two games, Suwon won, right? But they didn't win the second game. So I would say you would split it one game, one game, because both teams won. Would be my viewpoint. Or should we just hang it, hang it all on the opening game of this season, which presumably will be the traditional charity shield of... Oh, of course so it will, right? Seoul versus Suwon at, at Sangam, winner takes all. It will be, right? The, the, the charity shield will be... Oh, I, I didn't think about that. The charity shield will be a super match. Oh, I'll postpone my wedding then. <laughs> OK, so I guess, seeing as you're talking about your favourite subject, Paul, yeah. one can only assume you're going to play us out with... Super match game, super match game? I wasn't going to, no. I was going to go with um, the football's coming home because all these players coming back. Okay, sounds good. Are you happy with that? Well, yeah, I'm happy with that. Just before we uh, wrap it all up, 
do you think we'll see many more coming home? Um, be interesting to see how many actually end up leaving. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. You would think that any that were going to come home would be already rumoured about, right? Yeah. There's a uh, talk that Lee Chung Yong might be moving on. Yep. Ki Sung Yong potentially going to China. Yeah, uh, he's come out and said he will not. He's come out and said he will not move to China while he still captains the Korean national team. So that was yesterday at twelve o'clock. Uli Staliki revealed that he's been stripped of the captaincy at one thirty. <laughs> so he'll be joining Guangzhou ever grande tomorrow. Uh, and the other one, the one who can't get a game anywhere, who's travelled all over the championship in England, he's got to come back. Uh, who's that? He he's been in Bronby, couldn't get a game in Bronby either. Uh, uh, Kim Sok Young, the guy that played for QPR. Yep, he's he's got to come back. Yeah. Hey, that guy, he's he's went, he's tried, it's flopped, it's failed. Time to call it a day, chief, and come back home. If you can't get a, a, a game in the Danish league, you might as well come back. Yeah. So I think you'll find him back. I wouldn't be surprised if he's signed by someone. Uh, he's he's Pres- he, presumably Kang won. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's 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 given it a go. I mean, like fair play, he, he tried in, in various leagues, but yeah, he's he's. I mean, when you're starting on the bench in the Danish league, then it's time to call it a day. So we might see some of them back. Yi Chong Yong, as you said, there's been rumours of coming back. Where will go? Who knows though? But yeah, I'll be interested to see if there's any other bigger names coming back. Also, did hear that Park Chi Young may be moving on, allegedly linked with Saraza. Well, he's a free agent. Come two weeks time. Yeah. They, they do you see the list of players that they release? Like two hundred and fifty players whose contracts are coming up at the end of December. Uh, very complicated system again. Do you think Park has done enough to merit a new contract or so? I th- personally no. Well, he could get a new contract if he would reduce his wages. Yeah. I, I suspect his idea of what he's worth and our my idea of what he's worth are completely different. Yep. Um, you don't really pay folk in, in empty bottles. <laughs> I guess it would be controversial if they let him leave, so they'll probably try and keep him. Yeah, they'll probably offer him something, right? But whether whether he'll, he'll accept it or not, I don't know. I think he, I think his ego is still a little bit higher than what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I guess we'll play with coming home, and we'll keep you keep you updated and posted on any other players. When the other comes and goes, and hopefully you'll you'll hear me giggling and laughing and smiling next week when Wangy Joe is officially donning the whatever colour uh, of Gamba Osaka. Blue, isn't it? To, yeah. To play against Suwon in the Champions League. That would be a game I would go to, obviously, with my Wangy Joe song I'm top on, do you know what I mean? You hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> you hypocrite. What can I say? I would be in the away end on purpose with like, the song I'm top on singing Wangy Joe, Wangy Joe, Wangy Joe, or whatever the song is. Dear me. What can I say? It's been a pleasure as always. As always, hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, and we'll do some more research about Chumbuk for next week. Yep, definitely. And I guess one last thing to say is that, yeah. So, Matt, hope you're happy with the Chumbuk content tonight. If anyone else wants us to add their team's content, then yeah, just feel free to tweet us. We need to find a, a third host who's called John Book. <laughs> <laughs> John Book. Uh, also it should be noted that uh, I know I keep teasing everyone not that anyone's really caring about which team I'll be supporting in the K-League next year uh, my decision is almost finally made up uh, and I believe the the creative cast will be working its way down to Guangyang whatever it is that 
Guangyang. Guangyang. I believe that's potentially where it's heading. Why? Why? Just because no reason. <laughs> so that's where the creative castle will be heading, but you won't get down there, will you? I'm not going down there, no chance. I won't even watch them on TV, but that's where the beer's heading, yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, well, thanks, Paul. Okay. Have fun. <laughs>